Okay, today we're going to talk about what it's going to cost to live and work in New Zealand. So I get this question all the time and I think it would be a really helpful topic for you guys to know about. So there is a tool that I used online that was really helpful in determining how much my costs were really going to be. And so we're going to go through that today. And this is also very useful for anybody that's currently in New Zealand and looking to move maybe to a different region because they adjust the prices based on the cities that you're talking about. So here we go. Okay, so here we're in my home office and today I'm going to go through a tool for you to use to calculate how much it is going to cost to live in New Zealand. Uh, and it kind of takes in all sorts of expenses. So this is something uh, that I used when I came here uh, four years ago to kind of calculate you know, how much things are going to cost because it's a bit scary, especially if you have a whole family and children and like, can I afford it? What's it going to be like? Uh, so to highlight a couple things before we get started uh, is that it is expensive to live here. We are just a series of islands where most goods are imported. <laughs> so it is expensive to live in New Zealand. Uh, and I would say that the majority of couples, both couples work to some extent. So a lot of times men or women will just, one of them will work part-time and the other full-time. But in general, it's expensive enough where you should probably think about both of you working uh, if you're coming over to New Zealand. Now, it can be expensive, but there's a lot of amazing things that this country offers in terms of lifestyle uh, and just, uh, just a work-life balance, uh, so many other things that come into play that, so how you value something maybe in one country may not be as valuable to you here. So kind of keep that in mind. And so what I also like to tell people is to make sure that you're really honest about what you spend your money on and what really is important to you. So uh, when we go through this, it'll go through like, you know, clothes or things that you buy on a monthly basis. And like, sometimes people buy a lot of clothes per month and then some people don't at all, <laughs> okay? And then also I encourage you to say, hey, how much do I spend in your currency and then translate it into New Zealand dollars to just kind of see in general, like really honest how much uh, you really spend in those areas, how much you spend on food, how much you spend on entertainment, you know, going out to the movies or whatever, but things will be different because honestly, like the best things in New Zealand are free. So it's so gorgeous. If you can kind of see my view from out the window here, let me just turn this for you. Can you see it? Oh, it's so gorgeous. Like the best things in New Zealand are free. <laughs> so the hiking, the outdoor activities, you know, just uh, going into the sea, going mountain biking, going, you know, I mean, obviously that, that requires that you have a bike, but, <laughs> you know, but in general, like you get the idea. So the way that you will live your life may be vastly different than where you are currently. So those are some things to keep in mind. Uh, but it, this tool was really helpful for when we came over. Now, in addition to that, I'm going to say that this tool is very uh, on the high end. <laughs> okay, so it'll come up with numbers that'll seem like, oh my gosh, I'll never be able to afford to live there. It's okay. Um, it's a, I, I always like to base my numbers on worst case scenario so that, uh, you know, that I'm not surprised when I get there. And so these numbers are good. So like, it's good to think high and then hopefully it's not that high. <laughs> but I know that when we first came, when we calculated our costs, our costs were, um, we ended up having like the income that we're coming in and the expenses that we had ended up evening out too. We didn't really have a lot left over when I did this from the States 
before we moved here. So it was, it was good to kind of get an idea. Okay, we could definitely afford to live there. We're not going to have a lot of savings. <laughs> we're not going to have a lot of leftover, but we're going there, you know, for an experience because we originally came here for two years um, to have an experience. And so, but it was good. But I would say overall, now that I've lived here for four years, these numbers are quite high and there's plenty of ways that you can live that aren't this expensive, <laughs> you know? So this is just like, if you just kind of did whatever you wanted, bought whatever food you wanted, go out whenever you wanted, that's what this looks like, okay? So there's definitely ways that you could be budget-minded with a family and make this a very affordable thing. So, okay, so if you start in a Google search, you'll just type in New Zealand immigration, because I've clearly already done that. Uh, you go to the site. Now, this is the site that this is really the only site that you need to move here. We didn't use any other resource. Now, a lot of people ask me the question, do you, did you hire somebody? You know, there's various services that are offered. We didn't. We thought that the site covered everything and it, and it worked perfectly fine for us. So, uh, and there's, you know, numbers that you can call if you have like very specific questions. And we, we need nothing more than this if you're planning on moving here. So what you do is go into the search and we're going to do the cost of living calculator. Let's see. Okay, there it is. Cost of living calculator. So this is right on the New Zealand immigration site. And this is great. Again, I'll say it's for people that want to move here, but also I think people that are in New Zealand and want to move to different regions uh, because it adjusts to all of that. So it's really, really helpful. So let's start out here, depending on where you want to live. So they have all the main cities. You have Auckland, Wellington, <clears throat> Canterbury would be Christchurch, which is in the South Island. Then you have the rest of the North Island, rest of South Island, and not sure. So the rest of North Island, South Island is going to be more small, small town costs, which are going to be very different than the cities. The cities are much more expensive, mainly because that's where everybody is and that's where the jobs are generally. And then you can adjust to if you want it for yourself, if you want it uh, for your partner, uh, for your partner and one child, two children, three children or more, just yourself and children, or just not sure. And it'll just give you an overall average for the country. And then you pick what industry you're in. So if you're a teacher or if you're in construction, if you're in IT, if you're in hospitality or healthcare are very common ones, um, that's what you would pick. And then any more details that you can give about that particular industry is helpful. Okay, so let's just go through and run through an example and I will highlight some interesting points as we go along. So let's say of course you wanna to move to wonderful Wellington where I live uh, and let's say that you are a partner with two children because that would be probably the most average. I think the most average would probably just be two people but let's just add the children so you can get some idea. Uh, industry, let's go with, uh, we could go with, let's just go with IT, it's also very popular. And then what type of IT do you do? Uh, let's see, let's just do programming and development, which is probably very popular as well. Then here you can add my partner also works, uh, and you can add those kind of details. Uh, so let's say you have a partner then is in education, uh, and let's say that they're in primary. So that would be elementary if you were in the U.S. Okay, so then it calculates um, some averages. So it'll give you the average salary uh, for IT and then the average salary for education. So it's anywhere between 50,000 and 202,000 for IT 
and uh, for education be 35 to 80. Now, these, so what's interesting about this, just that I've lived here for a while now, and of course I don't know everything in every industry, but I would say that if you are coming here on uh, a skilled migrant visa and you are shortlisted, you generally will have a skill that most people don't have in this country. And so you will err on the higher side over here and the higher side over here. I find in general that these averages are low, but then they show the expenses as really high. And so you know kind of how much you make in your country. And so then I would just adjust it to New Zealand dollars and that'll give you kind of an accurate thing. So here it says the average salary is, is 103,000, uh, which is probably average. Then it takes out your taxes uh, and ACC. And if you want to know more about that, you can click on the question. Okay. <laughs> I am clicking too well. So it explains the tax system and the pay system and ACC. So uh, is, is a really cool program that they have here. And I, I kind of don't want to go into that because that's just going to make this video really long, but look it up. It's, it's really cool where if you have an accident at work, essentially you get paid 70% of your salary, uh, until you get better. And all, as you know, it is, uh, universal healthcare here. And so it's, you know, free or relatively cheap for healthcare in general. So it's a really great program. Um, and then the tax structure is different than the states. Like in the states, if you make like $100,000, you're taxed, you know, a flat fee across the board, where it's not the same here. So if you make like $10,000 here, you'll be taxed at 10%. If you make $20,000, you're taxed at fourteen. dollars so And so the amount of money from, like I say, $11,000 to $20,000 is taxed at a different rate than your first $10,000. And so it really makes it fair, I think, for you know, kind of young adults that are coming up and they're just end up paying, you know, 10 to 15% tax because they don't make a lot of money. Maybe they just have a part-time job while they're in uni and that sort of thing. So that's nice. I don't want to say too much about that, but we can talk about that later in another video. Um, so the Kiwi Saver is uh, just like the 401k in the States, or I'm sure there's another name in the UK. Sorry, I <laughs> don't know what it is. Or in the Australia, it'd probably be different. Uh, but it's a really good program and a lot of businesses I've noticed really match a lot of money. And we've actually, in the four years that we've had saved significantly money, significant amount of money using the KiwiSaver. Um, but for our purposes, we're going to opt out of this because, uh, you know, so a lot of people come and they're just staying for a year. And so maybe that doesn't make sense. So anyway, so if you're making 103000 a year, your take-home pay after tax is 77000 uh, so then your weekly pay is $14.82. Now this may seem odd. You can adjust it to monthly if you wish, but everything is charged by week in New Zealand. So that's something to get used to. So let's keep it at weekly. So if you are coming for primary education, your average salary is $55,000, uh, your income and ACC. So, and then we're going to opt out of this. And so your weekly income is eight sixty five. So your total take home income after tax, so like the actual money that you'll get uh, on a weekly basis, is two thousand three hundred and seventy four. Okay. So then this goes through, and this is where I encourage you to spend a lot of time and looking at the averages that they're giving and being really honest about how much you actually spend. So if you're looking at food and alcohol, you know, some people don't drink at all, some people drink a lot. <laughs> you know, you have to kind of adjust just so you know, the wine is really good, so 
be warned. <laughs> uh, and so the average they're saying for a family of four is going to be 372 a week. Now, that's high. <laughs> okay, and so what I like about this is it's erring on the high side. So if at the end of the day, you come out and you end up still having plenty of money left over, that's good because this is this is showing you a, a possible high cost. So for us, we're a family of six, so significantly more, and I have three teenagers that, and we shoot for food and alcohol around 250 a week. So that gives you some idea. Um, and then it gives you kind of the reason how they came up for that. Like how much is a Big Mac? How much is a coffee? How much is a bottle of wine? Uh, and then just milk and how much it is. So kind of like your basic needs. And then that helps you evaluate to adjust this, this sliding bar. So let's actually adjust this a little. I think that's really high. So let's go. Let's say that we just want to live it up and we'll at least go 300 dollars a week okay and so that's plenty of coffees out that's plenty of wine because uh, wine really good wine isn't expensive here you can get a really good bottle of wine for ten dollars ten fifteen dollars uh, okay and then this is really cool is it gives you some grocery supply details you can go to new world and countdown and kind of actually you know you can kind of go through their online buying process so that you can see actually how much things cost for the things that you need. Now, I'm just gonna stop here for a moment because food is a big concern when people are moving uh, to a different area. And so a couple of things I wanna say about this is first of all, when you come here, so if you're from the States, what you would spend on groceries, if you were going all organic, Totally organic, you know, it's significantly more than if you just went with all the cheap stuff because there's plenty of cheap food there, but it's not necessarily good for you or organic. And so um, if you went all organic, that's going to be about the same price as just regular food here. So food is more expensive because everything is imported. Most things are imported. Um, and so and it's very seasonal. So the food will be very seasonal. So you won't get like cheap tomatoes all year. <laughs> okay, we're in the middle of winter, so tomatoes are really expensive. Fruit is really expensive. You don't have a lot of choices, um, but it's really great. It's kind of cool to eat seasonally uh, and it just, um, it makes you appreciate food more, certain foods and specifically healthier foods. Like uh, when you're talking about fruits and vegetables, if you can't get it all year, then you kind of appreciate it more and it's good in that sense. So you can you can go onto these supermarket websites and see how much things are. Another thing is keep in mind is that you need to adjust to what people eat in the country that you're moving to. Because what I found is when I moved here, I tried to make real American food because that's what my kids like, that's what we're used to. You know, there's always there's so many adjustments. You just want to eat what's normal for you, and that was really expensive. So don't expect to eat the same way that you did when you're in the state. So get a local cookbook. The Edmonds cookbook is the famous cookbook here. Really great, um, like Jamie Oliver, uh, and so many greats. Uh, you know, you can just even use your phone and look up recipes and just do it that way and just adjust. And you'll adjust as you see the prices as you go through the supermarkets. So I won't say too much more about that, but happy to answer any questions you have around that. Uh, okay, so then they have clothing and footwear. So this is the price that they're saying that you're going to spend weekly. Now, you just need to be honest with you and your family. Do you spend that much? We don't buy footwear and clothing weekly. Uh, in fact, all my kids' schools, except for one, have uniforms, and so you don't really have to buy any clothes. My kids have clothes for you know, winter and summer on the weekends, so the amount of clothes that you need for the weekends. And 
uh, and footwear, you know, so that while the uniforms are expensive initially, they do last a long time and then you, it saves you on this. So I would say that this is definitely high. <laughs> and they're, they talk through like jeans are this much, rain jacket is this much. So I'm actually going to go, a little, I think that for a week, let's just at least go, you know, let's just go $40 for that, okay? Household, housing and household utility. Utilities are expensive. So it all depends whether you are running on gas or electric heat. Um, so let's just keep that one the same. Uh, we can talk about that in more detail. Houses are cold here in the winter. Like they don't heat their houses well. They don't have good insulation. They don't have furnaces. They don't have central heat in a lot of houses. So, um, so that's expensive. Okay, sorry, this is including housing and utilities. So this is including how much you're renting, let's say, because most people just come initially and rent. And so the average rental house in Wellington is $506 per week, which I would say is accurate. Um, and if you're buying a house, look how expensive it is to buy a house. Yes, this is why we still rent. So, um, yep, and so Port Rua is like a, a, a suburbs outside of Wellington, and so it's a little bit cheaper. So it's saying, hey, if you can't afford something in Wellington, this area is a little bit cheaper, and this is how much it would be. So let's just leave this up because this all depends on your family and a lot of different things. But what's really cool here is Trade Me. And so this goes through where you can actually look at houses that are on the market for sale and for rent, uh, and it's really great. In general, Trade Me is gonna be a website that you should use. So if you wanna know how much you could get for something that's secondhand, uh, if you wanna look at property, uh, buying or renting, if you wanna look for jobs, I mean, it's kind of like the go-to site. So I highly recommend it's, it's a auction site, so it's set up similar, I guess, to eBay but also way more than that. So the two websites I'd recommend is TradeMe and probably seek.com if you're looking for a job. Those are the two that are mainly used all over New Zealand. And it's simple and straightforward. There isn't a lot of different websites. This is a small country. So um, those are the two main things. So rates are like income, or sorry, property taxes, uh, which wouldn't apply to you if you are renting mortgages, electricity, electricity and it goes through the different um, gas and electric prices in general. So it's really great. I mean, you really, I really felt like when I came here that I really had a good idea on how much something is. Uh, okay, and so household contents and services. So let's click on this. They're saying the average spend is $81. Uh, so that's just your washing machine, electrician, lawnmower, contents and services. I guess, like if you were gonna, oh, I guess if you're gonna have a uh, cable, nobody really has that now. I guess if you're just gonna hire somebody to mow your lawn, let's go way lower on that. I'm just, okay, let's just go $30 on that. That seems, you don't need to call an electrician if you are renting um, your washing machine. Though That price will be, you know, within your utilities. So I don't know why that's in there. And so then this is where you go. These are the stores to go if you're gonna buy something new. And this is where you should go if you buy something secondhand. So let me just say a little bit about this. So these stores, are where you would go and I have rarely bought anything new. I buy everything on Trade, Trade Me Marketplace. We go to op shops weekly. Op shops are the same as um, thrift stores in the U.S. So it would be like Goodwill, uh, Salvation Army, you know, but they call op shop as opportunity shop. So it's your opportunity to get a good deal. I love the name. I would also add to this is Facebook Marketplace. I'd say that's number one place where I buy things is Facebook Marketplace. So all good things. So when you're looking at how much things are, you'll be shocked at how much a bed is. You'll be shocked at how much 
basic things are compared to the U.S., but just know that you can buy them secondhand and they're just as nice and I have had no problem with that. So happy to talk more about that or answer any questions about that. So let's look at health, weekly spend on health, going to the doctor for your child. So uh, prescription pharmacy. So notice how cheap this is. So generally prescriptions will be $10, five or $10, and then your repeats are $0 are free. That's amazing. When you, you get signed up with a local um, GP, general practice doctor, and then you still have to pay like a copay to go see the doctor. But if they're a child under 13, they're free. Um, and so, but everything else is paid after that. So it's literally just for the checkup. And then if it could, if it was an accident, it would fall under that ACC that we talked about before, and that would all be covered as well. So, uh, and then dentists are not, there is no dental insurance here. It's not the same as states where you can pay like $10 and get dental insurance for your whole company or your whole family. So just keep in mind that you will have to pay dental um, fees and they're not outrageous. Like to get a cleaning is $150, you know, kind of what you would just expect to pay for dental. So you can keep that in mind if you have, you know, dental issues. So transport is a big one because a lot of people use public transportation here. So this is, uh, and, and petrol gas is very expensive. So we have two cars and they both take about to $100 to fill them up. Um, but we have big, you know, eight passenger vehicles because <laughs> I got so many kids. So uh, yeah, so there's a couple things on here. Your registration per year is $90. They have this warrant of fitness that you have to do uh, every six months or every year. I can't remember offhand. It's about $50 a year. And that's where they just make sure that your, your car is safe to drive on the road. So you don't have people driving around crazy cars that are half falling apart, which I actually really like this process. I think that's a good one. And I think some states do have that in the U.S. Uh, and then how much it costs to ride a bus. Bus is not cheap. So that's definitely a cost to think about when you're thinking about, okay, I'm going to be taking public transportation to work and how much is that going to be? So that gives you some idea. And then you can um, browse some prices here for, um, you know, even if you want to bring a boat uh, and gas and petrol prices. So communication, let's see what this is. Oh yeah, your mobile phone plans, internet, these are all accurate. Uh, yep, home phone, nobody really has it anymore. Okay, but I would say, let's see, communication on average for a family four, I'd say that that's a right price. Uh, internet and phone. <clears throat> oh, that's also in there, internet and phone. So, yeah. Okay, recreation and culture. This is a really good one. Everything costs money. Going to the cinema is like double what you pay in the U.S. Swimming pool, everywhere you go, there's an entry fee. Even if your kids go to youth group, it's an entry fee. <laughs> okay, so just... This is good to have a budget for this because if you want to do anything fun and you want to get into anywhere, it's going to cost money. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Obviously skiing is really expensive, but you know, we don't need to do that. So do I think $180 a week for recreation? That's absurdly high. I would say my family of six to go to the movies is $70 and maybe we do that once a month, but certainly not weekly. Yeah. I would say if you're visiting and you end up doing a lot of things, let's budget like probably 75 or so. So we'll do 76. Um, and then <clears throat> education. Um, what's this exactly? What they're, oh, okay. So when you send your kids to school, there would be little fees um, weekly that you have to pay stationary, which would be school supplies. 
um, and then some private school fees are more expensive. Uh, but we can talk all about that. That's like a whole nother topic, but let's see what they're putting in on education about 56 because you even have to pay to be in a sport in school. So if your kid signs up for basketball or volleyball or cricket, you have to pay for that. So that's about $50. I don't know, $50 a week is high. Let's leave it in. There's just a lot of education expenses. Uh, miscellaneous goods and services. So they gave you like $200 miscellaneous. That's good. If your car breaks down, if something happens, it's nice to have. And other, like, like look at this, like $200 for other expenditures. Like, okay, nah, let's just do like 50. Because um, you already have this miscellaneous. So you have basically $200 for that. So anyway, so as you can see, your weekly expenses now are almost $1,400. Your combined income which means you are saving $953 weekly New Zealand dollars. And so you can adjust these for US dollars, especially if someone is still working in the US, maybe online, um, and that's really great. Actually, let's go up here. So now that we've adjusted all of our expenses, let's take out the partner. So let's say the partner, well, maybe if I just, can I do this? Zero, let's just zero it out. That might be the easiest at this point. And so there, you see, so if just one person works, you have barely left over, but you did, you did budget for some miscellaneous things here. So it, it'll work. And I think that this is really where we kind of came out because uh, I didn't have a job when I moved here. It was just my husband that had the job. And then I did eventually work uh, within about six months. Wasn't sure I was planning to, but you know, I just got a contract job and I really enjoyed it. And I was glad because I wanted the New Zealand work experience. So, and then if you go here, I was looking at this too, New Zealand um, salaries, average salaries um, and expenses, um, some different survey results. That was interesting. Um, <clears throat> so how to find a job, like I said, go to Trade Me, um, Careers in Government, and then I don't know why Seek.com isn't on here, but it should be. Uh, and then this was really cool. If you click on this, this this tool here sends you to another budgeting tool and it's just a little bit more detailed. I ran through it a little bit and so that's helpful. That's another option. Um, and then making global comparison and actually I encourage you to watch this video because it talks about, uh, you know, hey, maybe I made more money in my um, in my country that I came from, but hey, the lifestyle here is really great. And they kind of talk about it from all different perspectives. So that's cool. So yeah, so that is what I wanted to go through with you today. And so hopefully that was helpful for you to see kind of how much things are and can be, uh, and you can get an idea of just how things are run here. So there you go. Okay, so I hope that was really helpful to you. Uh, that was a really helpful tool for us when we first came here and it gives you a really good, that was just a nice general overview of what the expenses you have and how things kind of are run in this country. There's a lot of other great things that I could say about how uh, easy it is to bank here <laughs> compared to the U.S., uh, how everything is online here makes it a lot easier. So, for example, I still have all of my accounts in the U.S. and I have to use them a lot. But, man, I can't believe how many companies will not uh, send me uh you know, like my bills online or through email, how many still require that it's through the mail, how so many businesses require that I have a US phone number in order to, you know, validate that it's really me on the website. And so I end up for my credit card company having to call in and pay over the phone because everything is just not um, up to par like uh, electronically or online, whereas in New Zealand, everything is. 
and you can like pay anybody. So if you buy something on Facebook Marketplace, you can put the money right into their account. It's amazing. It's streamlined. It's so easy. So when I lived in New Zealand, moved back to the US, it was a really big adjustment to everybody using checks. Nobody having F posts, which is just like, just so you can just slide your card and everything's paid for. And they just don't have that universally in the US. So obviously there's Apple Pay and that works. So anyway, I could go on and on about so many things. So please subscribe to my channel, comment below any questions that you have I, that would be interest to you because I am just interested in doing videos of information that are helpful to you. So